0: Welcome to the Legal Moves Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Striebeck. And on this episode, I'm talking with Yaprak DeCarmine. She is the CEO of my favorite social community platform for games, GameJolt. Hello, welcome.
1: Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, It's a pleasure. You've been on here before. Uh, David was here with you, but now you are flying solo. And uh, I'm very excited. We we can start talking about, uh, I know, one of your favorite subjects, game jams and fireside chats and all that fun stuff. So uh, first, let's get you to introduce yourself, um, for those who didn't listen to the last episode. Uh, tell me your background, how you got into the games industry, and then, well, we'll get to what is Game Jolt, for those that uh, don't know about it. But let's start with you first.
1: OK, sounds good. Um, I'm Yaprak, I'm the founder and CEO of Game Jolt. I got into games when my family and I moved to the United States from Turkey. So I didn't speak a word of English um, and making friends in, you know, the United States was pretty hard (laughs) when you don't know the language. So the only way I could actually get my older brother to hang out with me was by playing his favorite games. So I got really into Diablo, Age of Empires and Counter-Strike, which all ended up helping me learn English pretty well. And then fast forward to... Um, my early 20s, I met Game Jolt's co-founder and CTO, David, working at a startup here in Seattle called Zulily. So um, that was back in 2010. And we both joined Zulily, their first year of operation. There were like 20 of us above a sandwich shop here in Seattle. And David and I, we both, you know, we bonded over video games. He grew up creating games and I grew up playing games and learning you know, English. Um, mm-hmm. but then I found out later that he created this platform called Game Jolt when he was fourteen years old. <laughs> so, after a few years at Zulily, um, we we got pretty bored because it wasn't a startup anymore, and startups are just so much fun, and we were kind of both itching to do another startup. So we quit our jobs and you know, pursued game Jolt full time.
0: Awesome. So tell me about GameJolt. What is it?
1: Yeah. GameJolt is a social community platform for gamers and the types of content they create. So what we're seeing on GameJolt is that gamers love to engage with and create fan art of their favorite video game characters. They are recording videos of themselves playing games or playing games with their friends. They're sharing opinions, guides, reviews, of games that, you know, have come out or are coming out so that they can have meaningful discussions around them. So we have millions of users from all corners of the world um, who just create gaming content nonstop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, one of the Big features you have on your platform is the ability to run game jams on there. So I think we should start at the beginning. What, what is a game jam?
1: Yeah. So a game jam is an event where participants gather together, either online or physically, to make games in a lim- limited period of time. Right. So, like, very similar to a hackathon, Um But a lot of game jams are built around a particular theme that is usually revealed at the start of the jam. So the current game jam that we're hosting right now had a surprise theme of UFO that we revealed right when the development hours began. Um, And then developers have until August 13th to submit their games. And it has to incorporate the theme UFO in some way or another Um, and then with game jams you can either join them by yourself or you know you can find teammates um, and onboard artists or more programmers or audio people to help you um to help you make a game and you don't have to know these people in fact a lot of people that participate in online game jams just meet people and start working with them right away, which is pretty cool. It's like a great way to meet people. But I would say the biggest value that comes from game jams, it's not always the, you know, crazy prize pools or, um, you know, incentives to make a game. It's, It's mostly so that you as a developer or an artist or whoever, you know, whoever you are so that you can experiment. So whether you want to experiment with different game engines or game mechanics or artistic styles, game jams lend a way for you to do that. And um, what's great is a lot of games actually start out from game jams and then they continue in development for like a full release down the road. So, you know, some examples of that um, that most people are probably familiar with would be, like, Superhot. So that game got its start in, like, a seven-day uh, first-person shooter jam and then went on to raise, like, $100,000, on, like, via Kickstarter and then obviously has raised, mil- raised millions of dollars after that.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I know that I I think there's a lot of developers that have internal game jams to kind of, you know, come up with new ideas for games and things like that. So it's definitely I think the the time limitation and the sort of, you know, do whatever you want, uh, the the freedom to experiment is kind of what uh, what makes the most interesting things come out of the game jams. Right.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: Yeah. Uh, And so. On the GameJolt platform, how are you facilitating game jams? I mean, what's the uh, advantage of that platform uh, over not having a platform or over other platforms?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there aren't that many platforms that host game jams, but I'd say the biggest reason why, um, you know, bigger companies use us um, that have like impressive prize pools and mm-hmm. whatever, like why they choose us over others is because we go full in to host the game jam. So we don't just stop at providing, you know, the service or the platform. We actually hire super talented artists from game Jolt, um, to, you know, create the artwork for the game jam and the, for the game jam page itself. We also promote the jam to our users um, internally, but also, you know, through our social channels. And our team is just kind of there, like, from start to finish, um, helping the, you know, participants of the game jam with whatever they need, like if they're having trouble uploading their game or entering it into the jam. Um, and also, you know, with the hosts of the jam, we support them and every way. Basically, yeah. we're just always kind of hands-on and there. And I think the current jam platforms out there are very much like a do it yourself solution. So, we like to go, you know, above and beyond because we love game jams so much and they're super fun.
0: Yeah, awesome. And what what tools do you find people are using most when they're creating their entries? What what engines are they building on?
1: So, I think, like, the studios that are more um, advanced, where, like, this is not their first game jam, you know, mm-hmm. they tend to use Unity, and then a lot of people use Game Maker too. Um, but lately, I've seen a rise in Godot.
0: Yeah, as have I. You know, it's funny. I, I sent in a, a newsletter. I was starting to rediscover... Developing games and, and doing some 3D modeling and stuff uh, a few months ago, and I, I sent it out an email newsletter asking for feedback. You know, what engine should I be using? And it's funny because I basically got recommendations of every engine. So there wasn't anyone <laughs> in particular. You know, everyone yeah. wasn't always Unity. You know, it was you know Godot, yeah, Game Maker. I mean, all these, all these came up. Unreal, and it really depends. I think on what your goals are. You know, uh, yeah, if, if you're really trying to make something. I know graphically intensive and all that. Maybe you want to go Unreal or, or Unity. But you know, if you're just trying to prototype something, something like Game Maker could maybe better. I don't know. Uh, there, there's <laughs> there's so many engines, but yeah. I, I mean, the current one you're using is uh, sponsored by, in part, Game Maker. Right. So that, so that's yeah. part of the uh, the rules is to use Game Maker, which is cool. You know, it's I uh, I don't know. Do you have a favorite game jam? You've seen people uh, check out. I mean, maybe one that. Uh, yes. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yes, actually. Um, so this is like a passion project of mine. Um, uh-huh. We just did. We just finished up Party Jam. So Party Jam was this idea I had years ago that I pitched to AWS, um, Amazon Web Services, and the game tech team over there like the reason why I chose them specifically, because I didn't go around pitching this idea to anyone else, but they're just such a passionate group of people that want to support indie de- developers, but they just don't really know like how, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I spent quite a bit of time with them helping them understand like the pain points of most developers, which is one, they don't know how to fund their games two, they don't know how to network and, Three, they don't know how to promote their games. So in Party Jam, um, developers had 10 days to make a multiplayer party game, like Among Us, Fall Guys, Jackbox Mm -hmm. games, right? Like something fun that you can play with your friends. And then we picked three winners who uh, got coaching lessons. (laughs) Like we did a workshop with the creative director of Riot, on how to pitch your game to publishers. So that um, the following, you know, Monday, after they knew that they won their games, like we told them on a Wednesday that they won the game, the jam, and then on that Monday, they pitched their games to a panel made up of like 505 Games, Exola, Amazon Game Studios, and Griffin Gaming Partners. And then all three of the winners also got a chance to play their games on the homepage of Twitch for an hour with Dan Giesling, who's got like 100,000 followers, right? So Party Jam was born because of those three problems that I just mentioned that game devs around the world face. And it's frustrating because I feel like a lot of people... A lot of you know studios think that like, oh, if I just create an amazing game, then people will like, it will go viral and people will be throwing money at me. And that's just not how this industry works, right? So yeah. we wanted to educate them on the reality of how games actually get funded. Um, so more and more, you know, studios are raising funds in similar ways that startups are so they go to publishers, but now like they're also going into Silicon Valley investors. So putting together that panel that represented, you know, Griffin Gaming Partners is like a gaming VC. And then, um, you know, the rest are publishers. So it was like a good balance of showing them like where the money comes from to fund these games and how you should think about approaching, you know, funding, Really early um, when you're developing your game.
0: Yeah, and I agree. I mean, those three problems that you pointed out are definitely born out in my experience as well as things that are just, I mean, they're just skill sets that most developers don't have. And, you know, why would they, right? I mean, unless you really plan on wanting to market your game and, and do all that. I mean, there's just, when you're learning to make a game, you're not learning all that other stuff, you know, those sort of business skills or soft skills. And it's difficult, I think, for a lot of developers. You, you look on Reddit, the game dev subreddit, and a lot of the questions are about, you know, how do I market my game? How do I get people to see my game? Uh, or, like, I put my game on Steam and it made no money. And it's like, yeah, of course, because, you know, Steam doesn't advertise for you. Uh, you put something on Kickstarter and Kickstarter doesn't advertise for you. I mean, you need to kind of learn those skills, which, honestly, I don't know if there's any really great resources for that. So, yeah, I mean... yeah I think difficult problem
1: one of the biggest challenges is that developers they like the most common thing that I see that I would I personally would call a mistake is that people will make the game and then they'll try to promote it or like and then they'll try to pitch it which is like you can't do that right so your development cycle is the longest most lengthiest um period of, of your games, you know, life basically. So if you're not taking advantage of that development period by promoting your game, building a community, growing your audience, then you're just wasting that much time, right? Like you're going to have to double the amount of time it takes to get your game out into the world if you don't do it as early as like the concept stage of your games development.
0: Yeah, Um, I agree. Stage. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, speaking from the lawyer perspective here, one of the questions I get all the time, and I talk about this on the podcast all the time, is that a lot of developers are so afraid to put their game out there when it's not ready, you know, when it's not 100% complete because they think someone's going to steal their idea or steal their artwork or something like that. And, you know, honestly, it really doesn't happen often enough that it should be a rational fear that you have. And the benefits of getting it out there Early on, are so much bigger than the potential negatives of someone I don't know trying to recreate your game or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. For me, <laughs> because because the advantages to marketing your game and getting getting the word out throughout the entire development are so so much bigger than you know any potential for someone stealing it. It doesn't make any sense that that someone would do that. But and I have to have I, the talk <laughs> with almost every developer that that brings that that issue to me.
1: I think it's adorable that they think that there is an original idea left to steal. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> you know
1: what yeah. I mean? Like, um, yeah. Some of my yeah, favorite, no, no. sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. Please, please go on. Some of your favorite. Ones.
1: Oh, I was just going to say like most of my favorite games are kind of like a mashup of, you know, bunch of other right. games. Like Stardew Valley is probably, um, one of the coolest games, you know, that I've played, but it basically looked at Harvest Moon and like a bunch of others in the same, you know, um, category and then main Stardew Valley, which is awesome. Um, yeah.
0: And, and that's great. I mean, look (laughs) the, the old adage that, you know, I don't know, what is it? 99%? perspiration and 1% inspiration or whatever <laughs> the saying goes, right? I mean, yes, you can have an idea, but it really, it's the, um, it's the creation of the game around it. And then the, the specifics that you use, like, you know, what theme are you going with? You know, is it like space themed or is it a fantasy game or whatever? And so the, the underlying game mechanics, you know, can be the same from game to game. It doesn't, those aren't really what people are necessarily in there for you know they want to see a cool looking game that's fun to play and all that and all that is in the implementation not necessarily in the idea behind it
1: for sure yeah definitely
0: yeah all right so yeah developers don't be afraid you know get your game out there this is how uh, and and this one of the benefits of game jams you know you create the game and then you you find something that really works and people are really s- sort of vibing with and you take that and and iterate on that and create a game off of it right but you also don't waste time <laughs> working on a game for years that, you know, isn't fun to begin with. And that, that again, is the advantage of, the, of those game jams, just to see if the, the concept, the core gameplay loop or whatever is actually fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: OK, and so the second topic here is uh, you've added a new feature to Game Jolt recently called Fireside. Tell me about that.
1: Nothing gets past you. How did no, you no, find no, out about I'm all, fireside? I'm
0: on your email <laughs> list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense then. Um, yeah, firesides are temporary chat rooms on GameJolt, inspired by pop-up shops. <laughs> okay. So the idea is that anyone can create a fireside for their followers to join and chat until you know they no longer wish to keep the fire going. So um, you know, looking at current chat platforms it's just a lot of work for like the organizer to moderate and manage a chat room keep it going and you know keep it interesting for long periods of time and there just really isn't anything for people to just have like short and sweet fun conversations that are like in the moment right like if you miss it you missed out if you're there, you experience something special that, like, existed and now is gone. Um, so what's next for Firesides is we're building a live streaming function into it. Um, it we're going to launch it with our verified users first. Um, but the reason for that is because we're seeing a lot of friend groups on Game Jolt that like to play games together. And what they do is they'll share their, like, you know, they'll record their game playing session, like while they're live streaming on Twitch or something, and then they'll share it, share clips of it on Game Jolt. And then a bunch of people, right, like start interacting with it, which is super fun for like that friend group. So the idea is, you know, to make it easier for them to just directly share it with their followers on Game Jolt in real time. Um, But the integration piece of it with the communities on game Joel is really exciting because we get to plan like events around it. Right. So we get to do a, you know, we get to do like real time AMAs with special guests. And um, for the UFO game jam that we're doing, we actually had a fireside chat going when we announced the theme so that people could like, you know, experience the theme being announced real time, which was super fun.
0: Well, and uh, you know the the AMA, the special guest of 2021 is uh, going to be coming up soon because I am announcing here that I will be doing a game lawyer Q and A fireside chat on Game Jolt. Uh, I'm going to set that for August 9th, 3 p.m. Pacific. So mark your calendar. Find me on Game Jolt uh, so you can jump on when I start that. Uh, I think my username is Z z s t r e b e c k so yeah that'll be awesome and then i'll post you know i'll post about that on my blog and all that
1: Woo! Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't that's really gonna tweet, be awesome i'll
0: tweet it yeah it'll be cool uh, you know i like i did an ama for board game law uh, a couple months ago that was really fun on reddit i don't want to you know talk about whether not no right that's great or, that's but, great. <laughs> so, yeah but you know uh a place like game jolt you know there's so many developers and look developers have tons of legal questions because again it's not a skill set you learn when you're learning to develop video games right yeah. like just like the marketing and all that other stuff you know the legal stuff uh i i went to art school i've probably talked about this on the podcast but i went to art school for animation a long time ago and you know we had this like business class where they sort of talked about copyright and stuff like that but a lot of it was a lot of outdated nonsense, like mailing an envelope to yourself with your stuff in it and all that, you know, that's just like, it's just, you know, old wives tales and, and you know, quote unquote, common wisdom from artists that is not true. So no, it will be good to jump on there and answer any questions, obviously informational and not legal advice, but yeah, it will be cool.
1: Yeah, and so, we will promote that so that, like,
0: developers know. <laughs> yeah. Excellent.
1: Exactly. This is what I mean. We go above and beyond that game,
0: Joel. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, well, that is all we've got for this episode. Uh, thank you for coming on again. You, you know, I said your name wrong in the beginning because you have sort of a an aw, oh, Yaprock. Yeah, is that correct? Or, yeah, I yeah. It's Yaprock. Yaprock. Okay, because, you know, my South Jersey... Pittsburgh accent or whatever, just kind of I can't handle that. We're yeah brack, water, yeah, brack. <laughs> all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so I apologize for the, uh, you know, I've known you what <laughs> seven years or something like that. I, I should probably be better at that. Anyway, so where on the internet can our listeners find you?
1: Um. Well, my handle on Game Joel is Thoro. That's T H O R O. You can leave me a shout there. I also check the game Jolt Twitter, Twitter pretty often so you can t- get bleh, why can't I talk? You can get in touch with me there as well um, but if you'd like to partner up or help with funding creators um, let's connect on LinkedIn.
0: Yep excellent uh, and you can find me gamelawyerblog.com it's an easy one. Uh, I don't tweet so don't look for me there. I won't. Remember. <laughs>
1: and on game Uh, Jolt, right (laughs) oh yeah of course
0: obviously um and and we'll 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 fire slide on there and and jump in uh but also share the podcast leave a review on itunes i don't think anyone does that and i'm very disappointed in all of you that listen to the show uh because that helps i think that helps get people to listen so that's it uh i will talk to you all next time